The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Top five movies. Movies. Top five. Top five movies. Top five. Top five movies. Movies. Top five. Top top five movies. Top five movies. Hey everybody, welcome to Top Five Movies. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. And guys, I think I'm not sure, but I'm pretty confident. That I'm about to get sick for the third time this school year already. Oh, um, nice. I feel it coming. I get these like uh, kind of a little bit lightheaded, headachey type feeling before I get sick, and it it hit me about an hour ago, and my nose is starting to stuff up. So I'm just like, oh, it's it's happening again. Um, can't keep my immune system up apparently this year. I'm gonna have to start drinking that vitamin C stuff. Emergency, but I would say to um, coldies is really good. The lozenges. Mm. I like zinc. I'm a zinc person. Yeah, coldies is zinc. That's exactly um, what they are, and I do use those as well. But I usually use those like when I get sick, where I do the. Uh, I try to do the the emergencies beforehand, but I've been, I haven't been, and I think I might have to because I hate being sick, mm. and I think I'm sick again. So. Hmm. But. Uh, how is everybody else doing, um, aside from my, my apparently pending illness? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sick, thankfully. Well, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. Knock on wood. <laughs> the jinx. It's happening. Um, it, it is real. It does happen that way. Yeah, no, no joke. Um, but uh, this episode, folks... Um, wait, Corey, you didn't say anything. I'm sorry. You just... No. I'm fine. Oh, Corey's fine. Okay, good to know. Um, Corey got to see <laughs> a live performance of Rocky Horror Picture Show the other night, Mike. Nice. I, did, I think it's done, isn't it, at ours? Uh, the movie, but like she actually saw like a like live, like a play version of it. Oh, but live yeah. action version. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay. Nice. Really cool. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, something uh, I've still I haven't experienced. The, I actually haven't seen the movie. Um, a detail Corey scolded me for uh, by it. <laughs> Via text message the other night, and then um, I think I did, it was more like a what? Uh, okay, I took it as scolding, but yeah, you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't very aggressive. It was more like what? Um, <laughs> but you got scolded. Yes, uh, I do that a lot. Um, but you know, I am. I'm planning on watching it eventually. I did now finally remedy. I do own it now. Uh, something I did not before. So I, it is. Um, something, uh, my wife is apparently a big fan of it, but we haven't, we've never watched it and we've been together for like 14 years. So can't be that big a fan of it, but, um, this episode of top five movies though, we're going to be talking not about Rocky Horror Picture Show, but about our top five scary children from movies. Um, these are those kids that just creep you the crap out when they're in the movie, um, in honor, of course, of Halloween, as this episode will come out the day after, but we're recording it the week of, and we didn't do any horror list this month, uh, which we have in the past. Oh. Um, so I thought we would end with that uh, this month. You know, that's I, the last two years I did the uh, 31 Days of Horror Challenge, and this year I opted, uh, knowing that I just would not have the time, I decided not to participate. And I was a little sad, but at the same time, the the last two years I kind of get burnt out by the end of the 31 Days, because I'm not... I'm You're not, not a horror person. I'm not a big fan of horror. I don't dislike horror, 
but I, I am, I think I'm much more harsh on it in general. And so there are less horror films that click for me. And usually that means I'm unhappy watching them. <laughs> so it, it kind of was a, I think a bonus to, to skip it this year, but um, have you guys watched any uh, good horror this month though? Nothing new. Um, actually, I feel like I haven't watched nearly as much because this is my favorite month. Because once it once November first hits, I mean AMC might run a couple days worth extra, like one or two maybe, uh, and then we don't see them. It gets mm. really thin with horror. Yeah, and it's I, Christmas movies. Oh, Hallmark's already started, guys. <laughs> my wife is watching Hallmark Christmas movies right now. In our living room that already has our Christmas tree up. Not an exaggeration. Oh, damn. I usually... Oh, sorry. I usually wait until, like, November 1st. I'm sorry. I love a twinkling Christmas tree. She she kind of tricked me, because um, the other day she was like, <laughs> she's like, hey, I want to clean out the shed. And I'm like, all right. So I helped clean out the shed. And then she had, like, the tree out. And she's like, well, let's just go ahead and bring the tree inside. I'm like, it's not even oh. Halloween. And she's like, well, yeah, I just want to go ahead and make sure it's all working. And then next thing I know, it's decorated. I'm like, wait a minute. What? That's, that's like not a really boss. cool, man. Yeah. That's not cool. I love it. Um, it was really slick. Although, I have to say, um, it is by far... Like, our tree always looks pretty good, but this year, it looks like she hired somebody to decorate it. It looks really good. I'm really... Um, she went with a different kind of theme, and I know it's very early, but um, it, it looks amazing. So, I'm, I'm pretty... And uh, this year, I have one of the uh, Wi-Fi plugs, so now we can tell Alexa to turn the... Uh, the oh, tree nice. on and off and that's kind of <laughs> cool um even i have it set on a timer with with her she she'll automatically just kick it on uh so i thought that was you know that's kind of cool it's like futuristic in a way and yet rustic because the ornaments and stuff are like they're like a natural wood look and i don't know the way she set it up it looks it looks pretty awesome so it's early here but it, we're celebrating christmas already <laughs> she's got the hallmark movies mm-hmm. going i'm drinking peppermint uh tea right now so i mean you know the season you know i think you're really actually well no you're not the horror person so i guess that makes sense yeah i i am a christmas movie person though so i might watch better watch no. out um before uh oh i love that movie mix it up you know, yeah. unless it's die hard if it's die hard i'm okay <gasps> they're rescreening that for the 30th anniversary guys oh nice. you, you guys hear bruce willis said it's not a christmas movie on his roast we're like, not talking about yeah, him you know he's... i mean He's already lost so many of his fans, and then he's gonna start that crap. It's like, look, dude, we've all decided it's a Christmas movie. Don't, don't, don't do that. Like, embrace it, love it. Um, just ah, Bruce Willis. I don't think it's like in your face where it can only be enjoyed around Christmas, but you know, yeah, you can enjoy it year round. But it it definitely has Christmas themes built into it. Um, And I am a a big fan uh, of, I'm hoping he does not screw up Glass, because I will lose my mind, because I really want Glass to be great. I am very excited about Glass. Um, But I digress. Um, We need to talk horror. So, Mike, you said you haven't watched anything specifically new, and I went on the whole tangent about Christmas. But uh, what was, have you caught a favorite over the the month? Uh, Obviously, Halloween has been on repeatedly. Mm -hmm. I like Christine. Uh, it's one of those guilty pleasures. I do. I, I, I have not not the main character, not the nerdy guy from Christine, but the buddy. Mm-hmm. I have a doppelganger of uh, of that character and uh, or that person, that actor in one of my classes. And I'm like, <gasps> and I had to verify <laughs> with my daughter since she's at, oh. that she's a junior too. So I have that two people confirm, and when I finally showed it to him, he's like, "All right, all right, I can go with that." And I 
it was just very eerie because you know that was 80s and i think the matrix has run out of models so <laughs> um there there we are well, um know, i was i'm not trying to cut you off i was gonna add about christine i was at um i hate plugging i was at one of the big box stores today um and they have a bunch of they always do like different art like art for the the, the seasons or whatever um, but they have a, a bunch of steel books, and they have a Christine steel book um, Blu-ray. At, uh, does the, it have the the front end of the Plymouth Fury? And it does. It looks actually really cool. I, there was a few. Um, they also have these uh, retro Blu-rays that uh, they look like VHS cassettes um, for oh. s- certain movies, and then they have these uh, black and red box art for some of the other horrors, where it's like um, a black, all black, but then like an outline of red for the traditional logo. Um, and then a couple have pop vinyls, and so like they have the shining Blu-ray that comes with the little uh, keychain <laughs> um, Jack Torrance pop vinyl, and I really what want to get that because it's it's twelve bucks for the Blu-ray, but it comes with the the keychain pop vinyl. And those are six bucks on their own. So um, yeah, if you live near a blue box, I'm not saying the name because they're not paying us to, but uh, not the one that people sh- um, use for Target practice. Oh crap, um, the other one. No. Um, you they said it. You I know. It. You, I realized it afterwards. It was one of those things where you're trying not to say it, but the only you know you could have said it, you could you could have hit a bullseye by saying that. Ah, that would have been better. That would have been better. The bullseye. Ah. I didn't want to tell people to shoot at it, so I got concerned. So I was like, <gasps> um, you know, so that was where I was like, wait, I don't want. That's not much my boys in the hood. Oh, they... much boys in the hood. Now one of us is gonna get shot, dude. They have steel book of boys in the hood like it's really cool um they have a lot of really cool covers right now uh i was trying like i was convincing myself i didn't need to own multiple copies of the same movies because they have like the john wick steel books are cool but then they have the john wick and the vhs like you know retro box and i'm like ah i already owned this movie but i want all of these <laughs> just buy it buy it again you no. bought two for buy two get one right at the uh, place that we can't name because that's we're not the other sponsored by them the other place with the bullseye oh. has the buy two get one um Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I that was an online purchase, but um. Anyways, so Mike's watched a few. Uh, Corey, have you seen any horror? Oh, oh, I, know... I forgot. I forgot oh. one. I forgot another one. I Sorry, forgot Mike. Silver Bullet. Silver um, Bullet. <gasps> I love that Silver movie. Bullet has been on repeated. That's this is why I love this month. I wish there were there were more horror months. It's AMC does a really good job, uh, and they also well they had the Halloween marathon. Some other channel had Friday the Thirteenth marathon, even though they included the subpar reboot yeah. um, Jackie Earl Haley no that was Nightmare on Elm Street what? oh I'm sorry oh oh, oh you mean the recut like Final, Final, Friday 13th did, recut did we just have a Jamie Lee Curtis meme moment where the guy asks her if she got scared when he put the hockey mask on uh, I guess I haven't seen that meme uh, yeah I, <clears throat> I, I zoned out for a second so my bad um, like <laughs> oh I said, you're getting sick you need to zinc up I need to zinc up quick. Um, yeah, I, I've the only horror movies I've watched aside from the new Halloween, um, I watched uh, with Corey for Movie Club. So um, you can listen to our our experience this month. Of course, one of those horror movies is only horror horror because it's so bad, which was Boo Two, uh, which all three of us suffered through. Uh, but uh, we did watch this uh, fairly new film called Starry Eyes, Mike, uh, from twenty fourteen. That is uh, really, it's a it's a it's a fine film, I would say overall. But it's got some really solid body horror, um, which I believe you're a fan of. So you might want to check it out. Um, 
I, I am. You know what? They don't run enough. Speaking of that, they don't run enough of David Cronenberg. That must yeah. be difficult to sanitize for TV. But honestly, they do show so much now that why not? You may, may, may as well just next level to the next. There it is. Come on, if we're going to watch horror, we should watch that because he, it is pretty. Hear that, FX? That's where uh, most likely it would show up. Um, some Cronenberg body horror on public, or not public, but uh, cable TV. Um, Corey, have you seen anything you want to mention for uh, horror films for the month? We already talked on Movie Club, but I'll mention again. Um, yeah. I saw a 50th anniversary screening of Night of the Living Dead. Oh, nice. And The Shining. Nice as well. I've been that one on Netflix, and that's been my uh, every week. Uh, well, it's not necessarily every week, but I have a bulletin board where I post in my classroom like recommendations on a various streaming service. Um, to try to get my film students to like expand their horizons from what we watch in class. And uh, I did put The Shining up for the last two weeks because it's on Netflix right now. Um, so I was like, yeah, time to watch it, people. That's cool. You but, know what's gone? You know what's been gone for a while? That's what been, That was my go-to for almost every night for a long time. Pontypool? Yeah. You know, that was gone. on that's on Mubi, um, which is another streaming service, but it's on Mubi this month. So I thought that was pretty cool because Mubi's pretty selective. They... Uh, their whole like, they cost money. Yeah, it's five bucks. Um, I think it's five bucks a month, but uh, they only have at any time thirty movies. Um, but a, a movie goes away every day, and a new movie comes in every day, and it's in That's that. You gotta watch it really fast. You have thirty days to watch every movie that comes on because it's not like it, it comes on and then it's on for thirty days. So you have thirty days to watch every movie. But the the benefit of that is you always have high quality films on movie. Um, because they're and Pontypool made the cut exactly. Um, Pontypool made the cut, so I thought that was really cool when I saw it pop up because that is a movie that you told us about. Um, I Corey, you did watch that too, right? Mm-mm, no, oh man, it's great. I loved it when I watched it. Um, and then one of my students had found it on accident, I think, and brought it up. I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool you saw that because uh, it's such a cool, it's such a cool movie. Um, if you haven't seen Pontypool, and we're not sponsored by movie, but a uh, podcast that I'm a big fan of is uh, sponsored by Movie. They're Battleship Pretension, and I think if oh, you nice. use um, slash Battleship, you get a free month of of Movie. So uh, hey. there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm helping them because if people do that, they're going to get you know money, and we don't. So <laughs> that's right. We scratch their back; they scratch ours, or you know, ignore the fact that we exist. Either way. Oh, um, that man. said, I think it's Welcome time. Welcome to my social life. <laughs> yeah. I think it's time we get into our uh, top five. So if you've never listened to the show before, here's how this works. We have our topic. We make our list in secret. And then this episode is us going through from five to one, our top five list of the subject. And as I said earlier, this week's topic is scary children. Um, These essentially, they don't have to come from horror movies. They could just be creepy children from a movie that freaked us out for some reason. Although I will say four of mine come from horror movies. And then one I think is just... Uh, it's not technically a horror movie, but the scene is something straight out of a horror film. So, um, that said, uh, before we get into our list, we like to give a bit of a warning. Guys, spoiler warning, you can go to BerkReviews.com and check out each of our top five lists. Otherwise, we'll see him ahead. You've been warned. Now, before Mike goes, because Mike will be going first, me second, and, uh, Corey third, uh, there's two more things. Um, one, I am concerned that this list, and, uh, might have... A lot of overlap with me and Corey, which is not uncommon. 
but I felt particularly that this one would uh, potentially do that. But um, that said, uh, we also like to make a wager because Mike's lists are often much more obscure, and this is pulling from a genre that Mike loves. So I'm feeling very weak that I'm going to have uh, very many movies on his list that I have seen. But nonetheless, we like to wager. So, Corey, how many of Mike's movies do you think you will have seen before this is all said and done? I'll go three. Whoa, Corey went big. (laughs) She's uh, flexing her horror muscles here. Um, I'm going to go one. Uh, I, say, I think she's under the influence of something. Yeah, she's not usually Waterloo, sparkling water. Yeah, ah, no. <laughs> those bubbles, man, those bubbles. Um, <laughs> and it's watermelon. <laughs> ooh, watermelon, yeah. sparkling water. Oh, it's delicious. It tastes like the Jolly Ranchers. She's oh. probably sitting there, sipping on it with her monocle and steel yeah. books collection. <laughs> I was waiting. You guys were talking about all the steel books. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just assume your couch is made of steel books, so it's whatever. You know. No. <laughs> um. Anyways, Mike's gonna be going first. So, Mike, tell us what's your number five creepy ch- uh, child or scary child um, movie? All right, I've got to be honest with my first pick. It's been a very long time since I've watched it, and I do not. There's a certain element about it that I did not recall. Uh, it makes sense now because I had to reread about it and. I have a distinct memory of it at a drive-thing, drive-in. Um, mm. The thing is, the release date is 1974. My memory cannot possibly be that good because that would have put me at one year, one year old. Oh man, yeah, age. Um, and why am I watching this at one year old? There were some distribution problems with it. Oh, I got to reveal it. Uh, 1974's "It's Alive." Uh, there were some distribution problems with it that pushed it to 1977. So it is possible that I saw it when I was four years old, which doesn't make it a whole lot better, but it definitely left an image. And this almost was number one, but there's so many good ones, I feel, that uh, whether you've heard them or not, that's why I'm including them on this. Um, this one just stuck with me. There, uh, The social commentary has to do with the effect of pharmaceuticals um, on uh, unborn children. And I know that in the 70s, there were a lot of different medicines that were, had some huge effects, side effects on children, and or, or, or even worse. Uh, and this was a product of that. Larry Cohen uh, directed this one. It spawned two sequels, which I would recommend staying away from. I just know them by reputation, especially once you get to the last part, last sequel. There was actually a reboot, but I'll get to that one in a minute, uh, called Island of the Alive, where they're basically exiled to an island, you know, of just these alive children. It basically, uh, the infant is at birth cre- made into a mutant killing machine. If it gets startled, it kills. Uh, it has the bond between mom and dad and knows them and it's it's not nearly as jumpy with them but any other person or anything it just will just destroy and it seemed really graphic to me at the time it probably doesn't hold up now you gotta imagine what's that 44 years ago 40 i am old um so my memory files are a little foggy on that but it's just the way the effects were and the creature and just to see um i mean this is a few years after rosemary's baby so maybe larry cohen was slightly influenced with that but also taking into effect 
account what was going on in the world. Because that's oh. the thing, too. I think horror sometimes is a commentary on what's going on. And I know Halloween is doing really well in the box office. There was supposedly a trend. And I don't know the science and the research behind it. But whenever politically things are going downhill, the horror content and production and the audiences flock to horror a whole lot more is the way I've understood it. Um, but I could have that flipped. I, it could be mm -hmm. where when things are really going well, I don't know. I'd have to look at that. I can't remember. Um, if you haven't, uh, anyway, um, I somehow lucked out on the theatrical release to this and it, to say they're creepy is not even close. Uh, it's just, Cohen did another one called Q and it had to do with a flying serpent. And I, it's something about that guy's style. And it's a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff that he does that really sticks with me. And not everyone may know this one. And it may be difficult to find. So you may have to dig, you know, at the very least kind of look and see at some of the screen caps and see yeah, I mean, what the, you think. The premise alone definitely meets the criteria for the uh, the subject here. Um, I've not seen it, and that's not a surprise to me. Corey, have you uh, been witness to this? I have not. And thus... We have nothing to add, so... <laughs> Good, uh, I'm gonna... Hold on, let me break up my Shang Tsung voice. It has begun! There it is. Um, so, I'm next. Uh, so I'm gonna go to my number five, since I can't comment on Mike's movie. Um, <laughs> but I went with a non-horror film for my first one, uh, for my number five, and it is the baby crawling on the ceiling in Train Spotting. Um, because... Um, when I first saw that scene, before I saw Train Spotting, because I actually it came across, um, I think it was like a one of the top the Mojo. I can't think of what it's called right now. There's a channel on YouTube, something Mojo, where they do top lists like this, and I, I saw that scene. I was like, oh my god, that's from Train Spotting. And then uh, if if you've seen it, it is a drug trip, or it's during his uh, withdrawal. Um, he hit the baby that died. He sees crawling on the ceiling, and it spins his head 360 degrees, and it's so creepy, and it's haunting um in a lot of ways because of what it represents and uh it's when i'm thinking of this list i was like you know it doesn't have to be horror because that scene is horrifying and it you know it, it it's, just re works. it's real life horror it is it, it's it's drama horror yeah exactly it's something that i mean the guilt that he's suffering from and also i mean just the that whole sequence is horrifying because he's going through withdrawals and it's you know the visual the visualizations are all meant to make you feel like what it would in theory be like i mean i've not fortunately i'm fortunate have never gone through such a thing but uh, that movie's given me what i would imagine how awful it could be i guess vi like visually and um that moment alone has always it's been kind of burned into my brain since i watched it so uh i went with that for my number five the, i i don't know Colin, if i put that into my honorable mentions uh, that holds well honestly beyond that scene it's just it's it's i i i've seen it over and over and over again mm -hmm. and knowing and there's so many films where i know what's going to happen and you're still going to be affected and yeah when the death of baby dawn happens you you know and and, and the immediate reaction of both of the parents is to go right back to the heroine yeah, to, to deal with it. They, yeah. yeah, because that they have no other way to deal. And I, I just couldn't imagine 
And I know Renton is, is hit hard and that comes back to him as he's going through the withdrawal and it, it, how they get that all and they, they film it and, and, and just the visuals of it just adds to that next level on top of the horror of what he's already seen. Mm-hmm. And it's, it sticks with you. I, I debated including it. Um, again, I, I went with my underdogs. It, that's truly chilling. And yeah. Yep. And Corey, I know Train Spotting is one of your favorite films. Um, uh, and you didn't think to add this, huh? No, I mostly stuck with horror movies. I just think the children in general are creepy. So, oh, ouch! Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just think that they can do something that is not supposed to be creepy or chilling, and it just and they can be so innocent about it, and it's still. Guys, my mom would walk into the room when I was a kid, and I would be talking to my imaginary friend. That, if I were a parent, would probably scare the heck out of me. Who are you talking to? I just remember that. But I feel like that's a really good pull. That would be so bad as there isn't, you know, a a, a rock empty rocking chair that starts Mm. rocking as you're talking to your friend. Or like that would be a little more concerning to me. Things start moving, that kind of thing, you know, like in Paranormal Activity and such. Did did you see the other meme where it had to do with a kid talking to his imaginary tree friend that he named Kevin? I don't think so. Apparently, my meme game is off. Oh, uh, see, that's my my snap is my wholesome meme. A little girl comes up and says, "Are you talking to a tree freak?" And so he starts to cry, and as she walks away, the tr- a branch drops and hits her on the head. Oh, and the little boy's like, "Thanks, Kevin." Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yep. Um. Okay. And, and Corey walks away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> Not my kid anymore. Sayonara. Um. Oh gosh. Um. It's, it's an oh, updated giving tree story for the new millennium. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, that no, does. I think it leads us to uh, unless Corey, you're about to say something about Train Spotting. I think we leads to your number five. Yes. Um, when I started making my list, I had a couple that stuck out to me right away, but I was thinking of creepy kids from other media. I mean, like the first one that came to mind was the little girl in her like bathrobe and i think she wears bunny slippers and she's carrying a teddy bear or something in the walking dead oh, and that's yeah i'm like yeah, i the, yeah. i yeah i was like thinking of all these creepy kids from other things that are not movies but this one i haven't seen since i was a kid probably since i was very young when it came out in 1992 i'm not sure i tried researching it and i can't find any information um so i'm sorry if it's a tv movie i'm i don't know if it is but it's called mikey And yeah, um, it's about a little boy who gets adopted by a family and he just goes on a murderous rampage and he's nine. (laughs) Um, and what stuck out, what I like remembered today when I was thinking through my list earlier, I haven't seen it in a long time, but there's a sequence where he hears his step well, no, his adoptive mother talking to someone on the phone that maybe adopting him was a bad idea because he's a bad kid. Um, She catches him, like, starting fires in the basement and things like that. So he goes in and she's in the bathtub taking a bubble bath and he puts her hair dryer in the water and electrocutes her. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, And he drowns his adoptive sister and that family in the pool. Is, is this from 1992? Yeah. Yeah. 
This has got what's his name from poor kid that had ended up with a lot of problems. Brian Bosnell, Bonzel. And um, I noticed that it's still a picture of him as a little kid. So. Yeah. Well, once because I think he also made well his first appearances were in Family Ties as the little brother that they added, um, but also in Star Trek. I think he was in Star Trek: The Next Generation as Worf's son, I believe. Oh. I, I could have that wrong, but in any case, the poor kid ended up. It's a it's a sad but common tale, you know, about kids Hollywood kids just ending up on the skids. Apparently, he was in Disney's blank check, and you are correct. Yep. Mike. He is yep. in uh, Next Generation. Um, As Alexander, I believe. Yep. That's oh correct. my god. Um, yeah, I forgot the blank check for the Disney movie. My fandoms crossover. Uh, Blank yes. Check was written by Blake Snyder, who uh, wrote one of oh. the top three uh, listed screenwriting books called Save the Cat, one that I've uh, talked mm. from. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So, um, Mikey, uh, I can't find anything either to confirm if this was a TV movie first or not, but um, the premise sounds it, I, like it qualifies found? for sure. Yeah, and I found that it got banned from the UK. Yeah, um, not in Ireland, it says. <laughs> yeah. They were being obstinate about it. That poor character's name is Jesse Owens. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know, um, do you remember how you saw it? Did you see it on TV originally? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I, rem- let her I think. Fool. Yeah, she's got that, the, the steel book. <laughs> Actually, I was reading that if you want to own a copy of this, it's like $150 on Amazon. Oh, yeah. it's so I don't worth it though, right? know if that's true. <laughs> I haven't researched that, but um, I can't. I feel like my mom actually liked this movie, which is very strange to me. But... She was just grateful he wasn't your imaginary friend, I think. So she Probably. Like... <laughs> Slip up. Yep. Um. Yeah, all right. So Mikey, uh, M-I-K-E-Y, um, is the name of the movie from 1992. It does seem like it would be hard to find. Definitely the kid from Bl- Disney's Blank Check, though. I see I'm looking through the, the different pictures mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, That's him. Yeah, very recognizable. I, I, I mean, obviously, I, IMDb says it's him, but his, like Corey pointed out, his uh, headshot is, like, younger, like, super young um, headshot. So I don't he, know. He's, he's never aged. Just uh, Benjamin. But no, that's not Benjamin Button. What, what, what oh, syndrome would that be if you don't age? Lots of Botox. Yep, that's it. Uh, the Botox I, does wonders. I'm taking it as a personal affront because I feel like this is a slight jab against me. Yep. What? I call him Mikey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I just, that's Mikey's nickname. Um. But, yeah. All right. So, Mikey. Um, I've not seen it, and it doesn't sound like our, our Mikey has seen it. Uh, <laughs> so, good job, Corey. You've stumped both of us. Um Ooh. Not something that happens often with Mike. But, um, all right, well, let's go to Mike for number four. What you got? All right. So, okay, this this pick of mine, it's funny. We were just talking to John Carpenter because here he's popping up on my list. It's probably the weakest of his entries in his filmography, but it very, very much fits the scary, creepy children criteria to a T. Uh, I went with the 1995 remake of Village of the Damned, which is very, very ah. likely reviled by anyone that's watched it, but not me, because uh, being the Carpenter fanboy that I am, I forgive him a lot, just like I forgive Natalie Portman a lot, and Winona Ryder a lot. Anyway, I think a lot of the hate comes from the, some of the performances, because if you watch it and are trying to take it seriously, you will probably get 
your suspension of disbelief will be pulled because some of the performances are really hokey and over the top. With the exception, I feel, of Mark Hamill, who totally surprised me because he shows up playing uh, the town priest. Uh, and for me, Mark Hamill just gets it right because it's nice to see him. Um, let's see. what oh, And something non-Star Wars. The only other thing I can think of just off the top of my head that he's been in was the Giver uh, from the Japanese anime. And just to see him this, you know, he's not playing an intergalactic farm boy hero, just a priest in a town. Worked. And I was just totally shocked he was in it. Mm. Christopher Reeves is one of the leads. Uh, it was one of his last roles before he had that tragic accident that left him oh, paralyzed. Man. And he plays uh, the, the role of, a, one of, of the father of one of the, and I'll, I'll say this with air quotes around it, cuckoo children. Because it is taken from a novel, and I forget, um, it's something about cuckoo children with, you know, the whole thing, if you don't know, where the cuckoo birds will lay their eggs in other nests so that, you know, they can be uh, absentee parents and whatnot. <laughs> And so overall, despite its flaws, this works for me. I don't know if maybe this got a bunch of producer or studio interference, which is probably why Carpenter steers clear of major studios. It's uncommon for, well, no, it's not because his biggest, one of his biggest that is my favorite is The Thing, and that's a remake or reboot, remake. And this one just didn't, this one just, yeah, a retelling. Look at the retelling because it's very different than, the thing from another world. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, the, the kids are ultimately what they are is they end up being like an alien experiment, hmm. except I think the child that Christopher Reeve is a father to is a little more on the human side and kind of has more of a, a, a conscience and, and and feels a little more remorse than any of the others because they are they're definitely high high powered little children that can pretty much do what they want, and they stick out like a sore thumb because they've got platinum blonde hair and these eyes and just they just they don't fit in, and so maybe that's another social commentary kind of deal. But if you want to be creeped out, and you know what's odd. It hasn't popped up this month. I figured that would be up and around, oh. and it hasn't. Yeah, I I think I might have seen this. I'm definitely familiar with the story, um, because yeah, the one the Simpsons covered this as well. They did a whole thing on it once. Uh, I think one of the Treehouse of Horror episodes. Um, but and this this is the kids have been parodied, not necessarily from Carpenter's version, but just from but the, from the original. The original. And I, I definitely saw one of them as a kid. I, I feel like it's more likely it would have been this one. Um, and as a kid, that's obviously a little bit of an overstatement. But I, like when I was in high school or something on a TV, I might have watched it on AMC or something. But because um, I don't, did you say Christy Alley? Because Christy Alley's in this. I did not mention Christy Alley. She is in it as well as one of the leads. Um, uh, she didn't. I wasn't too keen on her performance. That's probably why oh. I, I probably intentionally. Left her, her out. And, yeah, and obviously I'm a big Mark Hamill fan. Um, I, and he, now he does a lot of stuff. I don't know if you still haven't seen Briggsby Bear listeners and Mike. Oh, you that's, need to watch yes, Briggsby Bear. I, I left that. No, I, that, that one's one of those go-to that whenever someone asks for just a, that's just such a good movie I list yeah. out on. Um, but, yeah, uh, I actually kind of want to watch this now. Um, one, because I'm kind of interested in going through Carpenter's filmography 
a little more. Um, I you know I got to see Halloween on the big screen this uh, Halloween. Oh, lucky. Um, and then I also saw the new Halloween, which I hate that it's just called Halloween, but I did enjoy the movie despite the uh, I think poor name convention. Um, I love the thing, and I also love the fog. And uh, yes, I need... the fog's good. Have you seen Prince of Darkness? Um, I don't think so. I've got there's the I think it's the Apocalypse Trio, which I think is. Uh, Prince of Darkness, The Thing, and maybe in the mountains, in the mouth of man, uh, or it could be they live. I can't remember, but it was a three DVD set. Uh, Prince of Darkness, a little different. It's definitely different tonally than. I mean, it's got the horror, but it's just not quite like the thing. It, not a whole lot of people have seen it. I like it for what it is, but it's not. Not I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I um I have I own They Live. Uh... So no, and I've seen that one before. Um, oh, I didn't realize he did Starman. I need to watch that too. Um, yes, that's a such a different Carpenter film, um, and works so well. I just, I think it has like so many Carpenter films, it has its cult following. It just didn't perform at the box office, to my knowledge. Mm. Well, that's Mike's number uh, four. Corey, have you seen Village of the Dam? I have seen. I. I never watched the whole thing. I saw bits and pieces of pieces of it when I was a kid. I'm sure because my mother loved Kirstie Alley. Yeah, I feel like that's where I fall too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely think I saw it on like basic cable, but probably didn't watch it from beginning to end. So I won't count that, Mike. Uh, so so far, I'm over two. Um, let's get to my number four then. Um, I went with a, as I often do a more recent film, but um, I guess recent is no longer 100 percent accurate. I went with Samara from The Ring. Um, who I kind of imagine will end up on Corey's list at some point, but, um, how can, how can you not? She is horrifying. And I would say since 2002, um, many parodies of Samara's look have been done, you know, with the, which obviously she, she's a boo too. Yes. Boo too has the the character. And of course I have to give credit uh, while I've never seen it. Um, Ringu, which is the original, uh, Japanese film that the ring is, uh, a remake of or a retelling of, I believe, started the look, actually, although I've, again, not watched it, so I don't know how accurate that is. And even The Grudge um, has a similar, like, the wet, long black hair hanging in the face of the, uh, the, the I don't want to say monster, but the creature type thing. Um, but The Ring, uh, the way she moves, the way she walks out of the TV, the, uh, the water dripping, like, she is a very creepy-inspired character, um, and when you think of young children and, and even when you hear her talking like in the therapy video and talking about how she wants to hurt her mother and stuff like it's, that's a nightmare. That's, it's, it's literally a child nightmare. There's not much scarier of a child one could imagine. Um, so yeah, she's on my list at number four and, uh, the ring was a film that I saw when it first came on like DVD back in 2000, probably three, I would imagine. Um, and I, w- I went in, everyone was telling me how scary it was. And I, I went into it like kind of terrified. And then I, I was disappointed and I really didn't like it when I watched it in 2003 or whatever. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I revisited it that I really found that, oh, no, you know what? I really like this movie. Um, it's, I still don't think it's that scary for what scares me, but I do think it's a really entertaining film. And I, I am a fan of Naomi Watts, so uh, I like her performance in this. And Gore Verbinski is the director of The Ring. Um, and he does some cool stuff visually. So there's some really cool stuff in this movie, um, that, uh, holds up. I showed it to, uh, one of my classes last year 
uh, when we were studying horror, and they really got into it for the most part. So, oh my gosh, because they probably weren't even alive when it came out in theaters. They are. They were just alive, I think. So, yeah. oh my god, I can't even handle this. I saw it in theaters twice. I put it on my honorable mentions because it's terrifying. She is completely unprovoked. Yeah, yeah, she is. Um, and and you think she's provoked, and only like no, no, she's just evil. Um, yeah, she, she doesn't evil. sleep. Oh, whoa! Sleep. Hey, hey, hey! You go long enough without sleep, then you go I crazy. I'd be crawling out of. Ugh, and she lived up in that in the horse. Mm-hmm. Up in the horse barn, mm-hmm. creepy. Well, wasn't well. What, what what was the whole part with the well? Um, oh, the the they, buried her right. They tried yeah, to trap her in there, that, and she that, drowned. That, yeah, see that kind of. That was after she did all the evil stuff, and she was, like, killing the horses and stuff. Oh. Yeah, but she's still evil. Yeah, she was still doing the evil stuff even after they killed her. That's the... Yeah. That's the screwed up part. And then, um... And, of course, the most recent... This film has not ended. Uh, Rings came out, uh, last year, I believe, um, where she goes viral, because that's the... it (laughs) It makes sense, because the whole premise of having to see the video, well, in today's world, from 2002 to now everything's online so like yeah. her video would spread much faster than it ever did as the vhs format so um yeah uh, pretty crazy but thanks a lot net thanks a lot netflix yeah i was <laughs> thinking the youtubes samaris uh, trending right now thanks, um thanks vine oh rip vine oh, oh no that that's sad um Corey, so <laughs> is this is she on your list or no honorable mention oh okay wow uh, so that's one that I was expecting us to overlap that we do not. So good. Um, Corey, then I think we're on to you. What is your number four? Okay. Um, I went with the Grady Daughters from The Shining. We ah, all call yeah. them the twins, but they're not really twins in the movie. So Come play with us. <laughs> <Plus> Danny. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. The blood whooshing behind them and the scene where they're lying on the floor after their fathers hacked them up mm-hmm. and Danny finds oh, them and just that they, you know, poor Danny. He's just, you know, trying to go through there on his big wheel. <laughs> they just well, stop him. Well, <laughs> that whole big wheel section is really weird because he never goes up anyway and he ends up on the different floor mm-hmm. never having that, that me out. I mean, honestly, as I I have them as honorable mentions, um, but Danny could be a creepy child, mm-hmm. yeah, especially yeah. his little finger, oh my God. like red, red, like, rap, like red that's rap. creepy and as hell. The shine that he has, the yeah, shine. That's right. Yeah, I didn't it, think about putting him on here, but well, it, and it doesn't have to be a monster. Right? We just said creepy no. children. Like the kid doesn't yeah. have to be the villain or the bad guy to be creepy. Um, and as Corey, apparently from Corey's perspective, that's every child ever in any movie. As far as the kids from Mary Poppins are in her number one and two. Like, you know. Look who's talking. Oh, oh my God. What's the baby's day out? She's like, look how that baby walks. Oh, my God. Do you guys remember that I was little, but I got one of those creepy dolls that could crawl and then it would like wipe out and then it'd get back up and like crawl some more and wipe out. I do remember it's that. Just yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Oh man. man. Okay. So, so the Grady twins, though, definitely. Yeah. I think when people think of creepy kids and horror, that has to be high up on most people's list. Um, one, it's such an iconic scene from uh, The Shining, but also 
I really wanted the pop vinyls for them. They have Me too. the regular, but they also have the murdered versions. And I, I wanted both. And uh, the murdered was a Target exclusive, I believe. Um, but man, if I ever can find those, I definitely will snag Because I did get Jack um, from The Shining, but that's the only one did I you get I the Frozen Jack? I don't think so. I think I just have the regular. Although I okay. honestly can't remember for sure. Ooh, Frozen Jack would look cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it looks really cool. Um, but just the regular one, I definitely had to have, uh, I do have Alfred Hitchcock now though. I was super excited. Ooh, they, yeah. They, I actually have two, Mike, if you want one, uh, there was a, a hiccup in my ordering and I got one for free. So nice. what? that's cool. Yeah. It, bonus, uh, things went wrong and I, it, I benefited. Yeah. Yeah. I would, um, I've, I've migrated some of mine since there, John won't accept mine into his hive uh, of pops and they've headed to my classroom Ah. And um, yeah, the Hitchcock one. Um, he's holding a uh, clapboard that says "Psycho" on it, so it's like super awesome. That's really oh. cool. Whoa! It's also black and white, which is also really that's, cool. But, yeah, I mean, because that's that's wait, that's, that's the colors he appeared in. Yeah, so I, I, I'm very happy with that one. Uh, I also have Del Toro because um, they're they're doing directors now. And, what? Yeah, uh, Del Toro is holding his little notebook that he always has. Um, so yeah, I love it. Are they gonna do kid directors? Because then Corey could be creeped out. Oh man, yeah. the ba- the baby pops. That's the new thing. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, all right. Um, that ends Corey's number four. Uh, we all love The Shining. We've talked about The Shining on this podcast, I think, before. Yeah. Um, because we're all into it. So, uh, let's go to Mike's number three. They. I'll have to say that they they ended up on my honorable mentions for sure yep. so you know how could they not but yeah, like i said the little boy shit is as well so that's probably why i just i didn't write the k- kids overall i just wrote the shining just because even jack had to have been a kid once and he was probably a creepy one so, yeah uh all right so my next pick i i i'm like Corey, like with her choice from mikey this one's a jordy foster one from 1976 and it's not the 1976 one you're probably going to think of. I didn't realize that Taxi Driver was from that same year, but so was this, The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane. I it was Jodie Foster, Martin Sheen. She plays a little, a 13-year-old girl named Rin Jacobs. They basically, her and her dad live in this, you know, pretty nice community, but people get very curious about her because she's there all the time by herself. Her dad's never anywhere to be around. And if I recall correctly, I don't know if they ever provide you any answers and Martin Sheen, very. Uh, you know what this reminds me of, or what movie reminds me of this? It's not quite the same, but it has a very because uh, Jodie Foster's character kind of becomes the spider in this case, very much like in Hard Candy with Ellen Page's oh. character. Because Martin Sheen seems to exhibit or exude certain tendencies that he's like kind of he's the creeper in this one, and it's really really creepy. Hmm. And they have this whole cat and mouse thing where you're not sure you think he's the one that's really the predator. but And then you find out a little more about Ren Jacobs. But it's 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 not action packed. It is not gory in any way. It's very straightforward. The draw, obviously, to for me was Jodie Foster, which wow, she's that much older than me. Huh. That's OK. Um, but uh, just. Not wholly atmospheric. It's just really cool to see where she began. And the fact that this was around the same time as Taxi Driver, which that is totally next level. And that's a you know, whole different story as far as 
performance and atmosphere and character and what happens. But this one just, it's one of those that not, not a lot, again, not a lot of people are heard of. I know I've seen it on a TV broadcast. And uh, according to some of the comments I was looking on IMDb, it was getting a DVD release, but this was a few years back. So that may be with a way to get it. Cause I don't know that I've seen it on any streaming. Yeah. Um, I want to watch it though, because I, I like Jodie Foster and I do like exploring the, um, her her older work because you know seeing where she came from and especially because i never i don't associate her with it as a child actor because i saw her first i think in silence of the lambs when i was a kid i'm pretty sure that was my first exposure to her as an actress mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so like when i saw taxi driver many many years after i saw silence of the lambs um it was like kind of crazy to like oh my god look how great she was even then so seeing another movie in that same year I'm, i really do want to give this one a go um, plus, now you've made a comparison to Hard Candy, a movie that I'm a big fan of. So, um, And Corey, you said you love this movie. Yeah. I've only watched it one time, but I found it very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, I've had it on a list before. I can't remember what it was, but... Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this one before, but I wasn't sure who brought it up, so... And she just always has a reason why her father is not there. Because mm-hmm. isn't her mother abusive or something? And her father and she did not want... I don't think want... you ever see any of the parents. Just her. Yeah, I... There was something, though, I think that they didn't want the mother to get... I don't know. Like, custody It's been of her. a while. It's been a while for mm-hmm. me, but I would definitely watch it. Would watch again, for sure. Same. All right. Well, that leads me to my number three. Um, and I went with, and I'm having a hard time. I feel like it's Eli, but it, it could also be Ellie. Or Ellie, or Ellie. Yeah, yeah, I do the same thing. From uh, Let the Right One In. Um, and also, I could go Abby from Let Me In, the American version, but I'm going to go with the... But I um, like the original. I like same. both, but I'm actually... Uh, we're doing a study in my Film 2 class on seasons, um, like how seasons affect the, the tone and mood of the films. And so oh. we're actually going to be watching this uh, starting to, on Tuesday. In my film two class nice. um, for winter, obviously, is a, the season that we're going with and how winter affects the, the feel of the movie and the isolation aspects that play on uh, the three main characters, um, you know, being the thing, the thing. Uh, well, the, the, I'm, I already feel like nervous with the, the few bloody scenes in this movie. The thing goes a little far. Uh, <laughs> uh, just 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 hold a, a broom over the. But uh, I did. I did parts. give them a list of supplemental uh, films. And so that. uh for like if they want to expand their study on the seasons the thing is on the list for winter elsewhere um and not all horror because uh we also i have like uh inside luland davis for like fall winter because it's very you know chill and cold um it it really sets i think the muted color of that film heavily plays on that but um hateful eight hateful eight as well oh yeah yeah um which again i'm not showing that so if you're listening (laughs) um but uh, Eli in this movie, I mean, I think the reason why it's so creepy, they, they never outright say the word vampire, I don't think, in the movie. But that's what she is. And, um, you know, there's this really creepy relationship with her uh, companion, um, which I think is the reason one of the reasons I love the, the American version is because it's Richard Jenkins and I freaking love Richard it's Jenkins. Great. Um, but I, I don't remember the character's name in this version of the movie, so I'm not sure with the actor. I think it's Per Ragnar, um, but I, I can't swear to it because, again, I'm not as privy to the uh, the Swedish names and whatnot. But um, that relationship is so creepy when you first start the film and then when you discover he's been with her since he was a kid and that 
our main character, um, Oscar, or Oscar, uh, is going to be in that position now that he's going to end up with this girl who he will age and she will not. And it, it does harken back to a movie Corey loves that I can't stand interview with a vampire, uh, and Claire, um, not Claire Danes, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, um, as the, the, the immortal child, you know, that you're never going to age and you're going to be stuck as this kid forever. And yet, you know, you, you won't be a kid. You will have lived a life and it's, that alone is creepy, right? Like that, like, like I, I love the idea of being immortal, but I wouldn't want to pick like twelve. You know what I mean? Like I would want to be like, no. like twenty five, like yeah, like right, <laughs> right at that the mid twenties is the 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 prime age you want to stay for the rest of your life. Not not twelve, and you don't want to get like immortality at like age sixty either. You know, but like you want it, or where you oh. be young forever. Hey. Uh, <laughs> This sucks. I just want to die, and I can't. <laughs> Hand me my dentures. Um, but you gotta get up and go to the bathroom forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so uh, Ellie, uh, this movie is—it's just so atmospheric and it's so great. Um, I love, and I, I do love both versions. Chloe Grace plays Abby in uh, the American version, and Clo- uh, Cody Schmidt McPhee is the uh, the kid. Um, I do so like him. There is some talent in that version, and I will admit this version is better. But uh, I honestly think you can't go wrong with either version. I think they're both really well made and vampire inspired. Again, um, it, it doesn't it doesn't play on all of the tropes of vampirism, but it's definitely it's definitely there. I mean, it's it's a vampire movie, but it's done in a unique way that uh, feels more grounded. I think in a lot of ways than traditional vampire stories. Um, well, I think it is a little more realistic too. They have to hide, like yeah, that's what I meant by he has. Yeah, he has to go out and um, like hunt for her. Yes, yeah, like because again, she's not. It's not like she can just turn into a bat and then fly away, and you know all of the all of those tropes that make it feel more fantastical. This feels very much like if vampires are real, this is probably what it would be like. Well, I think they were clever in that. I mean, there were some scenes where obviously she must have had these powers, and the way they do it, you don't ever see it, but it's implied pretty heavily, especially with the bullies at the pool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and I think, wasn't there a scene? Well, no, that I don't think they were, the, that character was at the ledge of the hospital. Um, mm. But then you do have one of them that was in the process of turning. They burst into flames in the hospital bed. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Oh. That scene is intense. Yeah, it's it's hardcore. I mean, this it, it just worked all around. And I, like like you, uh, both versions I like. I definitely probably would swing toward the original, mm-hmm. but I I wouldn't mind either. And I haven't watched either in a long time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, watching this one again. I watched it a few years ago. I watched them. I think both as part of my first 31 Days of Horror Challenge. They were both definitely a part of my 366 uh, that first year I did BurkeReviews.com. But um, I haven't watched them since then. So I'm looking forward to rewatching this one um, and seeing how my students take to it. Because uh, this is a class they've not watched a foreign film in my class. And uh, several of them were, were immediately upset when they realized it was a Swedish film and they were going to have to read subtitles. So I'm curious to see how they do. Um, I hope they... Uh, get into it um i'm trying because of the four movies we're watching for seasons because we're doing one of each i'm also showing a studio ghibli film we're gonna watch my neighbor totoro for spring um because it totally has like the spring vibe like you know all the the 
the leaves oh. and the gardens and stuff. So um, I, that's an animated film, technically a foreign film, although that one's dubbed. I don't have the uh, subtitled version. And then uh, this is subtitled. So I tried to mix it up. And then for uh, summer, we're watching The Florida Project because that movie screams summer like all over it. Um, but we just watched uh, for fall. We watched Sleepy Hollow um, because it like one, it's perfect time of the year for Sleepy Hollow. And two, uh, I feel like that movie's underseen. It's super great. Um, but uh, yeah. Was that a about his last good film, Johnny Depp? <laughs> oh, I mean, I like the Pirates movies. I like the you first know what would pirate work, movie. You know what I think would work for fall? Um, probably Chuck a lot since we're talking Johnny Depp. Hmm. I still haven't seen Chuck a lot. I need to remedy um, that. But um, no creepy kids in it, though. No creepy okay. kids. So let's move on to okay. Corey's number three and hear what her third creepiest child is. Okay, you already talked about. You mentioned The Grudge. I went with Toshio, ah, the boy. Yep, from The I Grudge. Cons- I considered him uh, many times, but it's been a while since I've seen. The Grudge, like I saw it twice in the theater, I think, and I own oh, it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It came out at the same time as I, Saw, and that was I like. I think I saw it in theaters. Yeah, um, I I really really like like Saw, and that came out close together, and I remember like being surprised that I was like actively excited to see a horror movie in a theater, because um, I generally don't. I I've not been a huge horror fan, um, although I, I've grown to like it more now. I still haven't like latched on to many the ones i like i like a lot and uh i don't know if the grudge holds up i haven't seen it in a long time but i really liked it when it came out um i oh and what is her name i always forget her name sarah michelle geller no oh the um isn't this the movie where the lady who plays the mom in twin peaks I don't know which mom, which mom. There's lots of moms. She's the crazy mom. She always plays a crazy mom. She's oh, oh, Laura Palmer's mom. Um, yeah. Because yeah, she was in um, Big Love, the TV series as well. Mm-hmm. What is her name? It's I not always the forget that mom. she's in this. It's not Zoe and, and Is Emily it Grace Zabriskie? Yep, that's, that's it. That's her. That's her. Oh, I forgot Bill Pullman was in this like movie. Yeah, he, that's his mom, I think. I haven't seen it in a long time either. No, in that movie, oh, in movie I think that movie. that's his mother, um, and she goes to live there with him. But I don't know things living in the like in the attic and like popping down at you. Um, that creepy screech cat yowling sound. Uh, yes, and I used to have a friend who would call me and do that noise and then hang up. <laughs> uh, you know what you need creepy. to do. What? Know, off air, I'll have to give you some tips and tricks, uh, Burke. Uh oh. Mm. you'll expect it. Okay, okay. I just we'll, won't we'll, answer we'll the phone. Um, no, <laughs> oh, God, weird. he was a run. <laughs> so, and I couldn't even remember his name, to be honest, but I think that I like, too, that so many uh, stories that are like, I guess, because the original was Juan the Grudge, right? Um, yes, another. And it's uh, Japanese. Yes. Yep. 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 And I like that so many of their stories are so rooted in, like, their. I, I don't know what to call it. Their superstitions or like their belief yeah. system. And mm-hmm. I love that. I went through a whole like time, probably around the time that the grudge came out and I was watching so many Japanese horror films and that's just something that I like about their stories. Yeah. I've heard that uh, Juwan is also better, um, which mm-hmm. I heard yeah, about I, I, Ringu. Yeah. As well. Um, but I, I like the grudge. I thought like like you said the the uh scary sound was really creepy and 
Um, there are some really good jump scares in this movie that I remember, like, kind of, you know, reacting to when I saw it. So, um, I considered him for sure when I was picking my, uh, my list, but I ended up not, not putting him on it. Although I would, I don't have him listed as honorable mention. I totally would say he deserves an honorable mention. So glad he's on somebody's list, Corey. Not mine. Oh, hashtag not my, not my list. I did already (laughs) text you what to do. I'll give you your, I I saw that. I I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't want Corey to get freaked out, but you know. (laughs) <laughs> what? What? Nothing. Not uh, we're not planning we're anything. Discussing our list. Yeah. You're both tired. All right. So Corey my... just doesn't show up for the podcast anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll come wait, to wait, you, I mean, Corey. Uh... Oh, great! I want people to come visit me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Then never mind. Jeez. Uh, Mike, <gasps> let's go. <laughs> let's go to number two. What do you got? Okay. Uh, well, this one. If you guys have seen it, I'll be very surprised. And I promise, I wasn't intentionally going for this but i i just i just happen to find ones because all right so earlier when i was working on this list i kind of posted that i was trying to research i actually started yesterday i think and i just wasn't finding any assistance in the lists i was digging up i just didn't they didn't speak to me and then i started remembering and this was one that i caught was one of those happy accidents and it it it's you think it's something but it's something else it's basically Groups of families in England, they head out for a nice Christmas vacation together that really all of a sudden changes. It's very quick. It's not a very long movie. Uh, from 2008, it's called, uh, ironically enough, not ironically, it's very, very much fits the theme. It's just called The Children. Ah, I saw this and, on a bunch of lists, but I've never seen this movie. Oh, okay. I lucked out watching this one. It's uh, only about an hour and a half, if that, uh, hour and 24 minutes. And so something happens that's never explained, which actually makes it even more intriguing because you don't know. Uh, and, you know, referring back to Pontypool, you kind of get an idea and they do try to explain, but you don't fully get the explanation. And I think in a lot of films that works really well because sometimes when you get the answer, it's just disappointing. And these kids that were seemingly perfect little children do a full 180 and become these homicidal maniacs. Um it's they go they just go nuts and you kind of think zombie kind of like but not really it's it's kind of i don't know uh, maybe a different form of rage i guess but that only affects children and makes them go after adults Mm. Uh, it's it worked for me i'm looking at some of the reviews that aren't very good but overall just that's just a different turn of events uh i think the star trek original series had a planet that was inhabited by children and they took out their parents along similar means at where they go that route as well. And this just is one of those underappreciated things that uh, very serendipitous for me because I don't even remember where I saw it. I just happened to probably stars or one of the, one of the services. Mm, yeah. Cause I know it was on television, not streaming. It just was, on and then i'm like okay i gotta find when it's on again because i missed the beginning parts of it yeah i saw this on a bunch of lists uh while doing research as well and i was like i've never heard of this but it sounds pretty terrifying it doesn't have the doesn't have a a meta score but it has like a 6.0 imdb user score which isn't good but it's not bad i mean horror movies it's it's range in like the fours and fives yeah overall yeah um i mean it worked for me yeah, and it, I mean, obviously it fits the premise here. I've not seen it, so uh, I have one more movie on your list to potentially have seen. Um, and, and I, I, I don't have, know. 
I think Corey's <laughs> out. Um, oh well, uh, we I'll can't be win them all. To see if she if she see if she's seen my number one for a specific reason. We'll find out when we get to it. Mm. Well, um, I went with a very recent movie for my number two. I went with uh, Charlie from Hereditary, um, because Ooh. that freaking clucking sound, man. It's, John, I said freaking. No, I. It's my number two, also. Oh, what a shock! Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we expected some overlap, but yeah. Uh, Millie Shapiro deserves a lot of credit. Um, one, I follow her on Instagram now, uh, and she's not creepy at all. But in this movie, holy crap, she is so creepy, and I, she's supposed to be. Um, and you know, she's got this sound. She, I can't quite do it, but man, um, she she left a haunting impression on me that i knew kind of going into this list she was going to be in my top five i thought she would be number one but then something happened and she was bumped down one spot but um i loved hereditary especially tony collette but um millie shapiro as charlie oh man so creepy and even some of the things she does uh just in the trailer even if you haven't seen this movie i'm not i kind of don't want to spoil this one even though we gave a spoiler warning just because it's so new but in the trailer, you see her, like, cut the head off of a bird, and, like, she, yeah, that's the type of crap this kid does. It's horrifying. Um, and then, of course, again, the clucking sound that she makes. Um, yeah, super creepy. Uh, and creepy enough that Corey's got her as number two as well. Corey, why did she make it to number two for you? The same exact reasons. And she's so weird looking in the movie yes, in the movie i do want to know she that. <laughs> yeah it's in the movie she's so in i can't even like put my finger on you know what i mean because sometimes yeah. you can just be like oh they have weird eyes or oh but it's just like her whole face <laughs> um and i don't know and i'm gonna go a step further she makes she makes figures out of dead things mm-hmm. oh, that's yep. you know yeah. Mike, you haven't watched this yet? I have not. Oh my um, god, dude. This I feel like it would be right up your alley. Um, yes, definitely. Well, you know I haven't seen The Exorcist. I've recorded it because that was on recently. And I finally just got to oh. bite the bullet and what? Yeah, that my, my lapsed Catholic um, oh, man. bringing has, you know, kept me for this many years. Yeah, um, uh, not having watched it. So this one, I've had heard the comparisons, and I'm like, uh, I don't. Not, not from the. I I don't feel like it hits on the religious notes nearly the same way. Um, having just rewatched The Exorcist with Corey for Movie Club uh, two weeks ago. Um, in fact, I'm going to be recording an episode of of Matt's podcast uh, just about The Exorcist because that's his favorite movie of all time, and he wants to talk to me about it. Um, so. Uh, it's a film that I'm very much right now aware of. I can see why, but not because of the religious connotations. I don't feel like, I mean, there is there is an element, but I don't feel like it's the same um, at all. Uh, especially the way, like, I feel like Exorcist might make some commentary on the religion. I uh, Hereditary, I don't feel like that does it does that at all. Um, although now I kind of want to rewatch it and and with that that lens in place, but. Um, yeah, dude, you definitely uh, need to have... I need to watch it. Yeah, it it's, needs to be in, in my life. It's... I mean, to be fair, I don't know that any horror movie needs to be in anybody's life. But <laughs> if you're a fan right. of that genre... Well, I mean, because horror is horror. Like, it is weird that we like, hey, let's watch this stuff. But, um, not again, 
I, I do like some horror and hereditary is definitely one. If you are a fan of the genre, uh, I feel like you got to watch it. It's, it's pretty terrific. Um, and again, Millie Shapiro's performance as Charlie, super creepy. Good job, Millie. And, uh, Corey and I agree putting you at number two on our top five. So you beat out, uh, the Grady twins from the shining for Corey. Just remember that, but somebody (laughs) nicely done. Somebody did beat her out. So, Let's get to our number ones. We're going to start with Mike, and then we'll go me and Corey. And I'm wondering now if Corey and I have the same number one or not, but we'll find out. Okay. 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 Um, so, <laughs> All right, my Pesci. number one. <laughs> that's right. I'm going my Joe Pesci, creepy kid, because he was probably a creepy, creepy kid. Mm. Um, all right. So my number one has, I know, one of Corey's favorites, Michael Fassbender. I don't know the female Lee, Kelly Riley. from. This is for, also from 2008, Eden Lake. No. And so, oh, wait, I didn't watch this. What's that? I have watched this. Oh, you have? Okay. So, you know the premise. It's a couple that's looking to get away, and they, you know, they find a secluded area. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they come across, you know, a kid that's kind of being bullied. Then they kind of take up for him. And that ends up being a poor choice, a socially conscious choice, but a poor choice for them overall because these kids don't let it go mm. and they it's basically kind of a back and forth between the two adults and the kids that comes to a head very quickly and at the end you think it's going to go a certain way and it flips it on you without giving it too much away especially if you haven't watched it Corey knows where i'm getting going to with this especially because they We've seen it where the parent will stick up for their child instead of maybe mm. doing the parenting. The right thing. Yeah. And that's very much the case here without outright telling you what happens. I mean, you can read about it if you want. I just don't want to because it, I felt it was very tense. And these are just normal teenage kids that are pretty horrible because I'd, I'd like to think that the kids... Um, aren't necessarily going to be vindictive or vicious. I mean, I, I, I am an, I am not naive enough to think that all of mine and my classes are perfect because I know they're not. I've seen both sides of them. But like just the other day, because we didn't talk about it, I literally went from a vertical standing walking position to a 90-degree falling, uh, basically almost, because I think when I kind of caught on a railroad tie, the weight of my laptop, lunch, and camera shifted and oh, basically man. anchored me down. And, you know, I'm like, I, I thankfully didn't hurt myself, even though they had me check that the first thing the cadets that saw, I mean, they, they were genuinely concerned because it must have looked bad. It must have looked really bad. And that's not the way these kids in Eden Lake would have been. Um, it's it, it just, uh, I just, it, it worries you for the future. And I tell mine, especially when they surprise me, because a lot of times they do. They give me hope for the future because they do things that I never would, you know, that that generational thing where you think a certain that they're going to go a certain way and they totally surprise you, which is always pleasant. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying they're all like that, but definitely when it happens, I make a point of it or I definitely make a point to tell their parents when I see them somewhere along the day or in the afternoons as they come by. But uh, Eden Lake is the whole other direction and it's creepy and yeah uh that's probably why i jumped them to the number one because i mean the it's alive kid is super creepy but 
because this you could totally see happening in real life, mm. that took it to the next thing for me. Got it. Yeah, it makes that makes sense to me. I haven't seen it, but Corey, you have. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, uh, I can't. I haven't seen it in a little while. Um, I was trying to watch all of his movies, but it was just really unexpected, and hmm. I. Yeah, I don't know. And it I totally wasn't even thinking about this in regards to this movie. I thought of, like... And also, it's that packed mentality um, mm-hmm. with the kids, too, which I, I thought of when I was making this list. I don't particularly like the movie. I should rewatch it. But um, Devil Times Five, mm. which uh, is, like, a bunch of murderous kids. But again, just, like, that packed uh, mentality. Gotcha. Well, I'm I'm intrigued by this, um, especially Mike's. I feel like you sold it well, Mike. I kind of want to watch it now. Um, it does look like you can get it on sale right now on Vudu for seven bucks. Uh, nice. So something to to if you're interested in that film, check it out. Um, but I think that leads us to my number one, and I'm curious. It may be Corey's number one. It may not be. Uh, I went with the movie Mike just mentioned, The Exorcist. I went with uh, Reagan or Regan, Reagan. Um, played that by Linda Reagan, Blair. Uh, because, well, God, if you've seen this movie, how can you not think she's the creepiest kid ever? Um, even to be completely honest, and I I don't mean this to an insult to Linda Blair, but even before she's possessed, she kind of creeps me out. Like there's this whole conversation about a horse and it's just like the way she smiles and giggles. I'm just like, I don't, I don't think this kid is okay. And then she gets progressively worse as, uh, there's a scene in this mic that I do think will bother you because it absolutely I knew it was coming and it bothered me that involves a crucifix in a way that oh, it is not yeah, designed yeah, to yeah, be I used. Know. But I it's know. I know that scene. It's worse, I think, than I had anticipated because I was anticipating just a like disgraceful thing with a young girl doing something, but it's more like stabbing in yeah. an area that's not brutalizing herself. Yeah, and that and then what she says to the mom mm-hmm. afterwards, like it, there's so many moments in this film where there's no other child performance this horrifying that I could think of. So she, she was number one instantly for me. Um, again, I can't get even like her head spinning around, uh, even when she's just like the bed's just shaking. She's creepy. Like it's a creepy experience. Like you feel for her, but it's creepy. Um, the tongue, the pea soup. I mean, there's so many things. Uh, about Reagan in The Exorcist that are so creepy that she was my number one right away. Corey, you have not confirmed or denied. Is she your number one? Nope. Oh, so Corey did not go the route that I went. Um, so, but Corey, just watch this as well. Do you have anything to add about Regan's creepiness? Agreed. Wow. <laughs> um, well, I just, I don't know. I think that it's all the things that you already said and that whole thing with the crucifix i thought i was going to throw up when we were watching it and i just felt that feeling right now when you were talking about it yep yep yep. and mike's word brutalize i think was perfect The right word yeah definitely perfect Um, match all right well then uh and mike you need you definitely need to watch this movie um i have a lot of thoughts on the film and uh, i'm looking forward to having my uh whole episode of conversation with matt about the exorcist uh, here soon, and I'll let everybody know once that is out so you can listen to it, But because um, that is Matt's favorite movie. I don't know, I, I can understand why, as a film, that you would argue that it's a great movie. I don't know how one could subject themselves to watching it over and over again as a favorite. 
Um, and that's that's yeah. how he does it um, because he's just so impressed by the filmmaking with it. Uh, it does. It scares me to think about revisiting that film um, in a lot of ways. Not I didn't find it to be as scary as I thought I would, but just in general, like it's there's so many things in it that I don't want to see again. Um, that scene in particular. So, uh, yeah, that, I'm looking forward to hearing his thoughts on that movie. But in the meantime, let's hear Corey's number one. Dun dun dun! Um, I chose Gage from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yep, you yeah. can just rewatch this. Yeah, I've been uh, revisiting a lot of you know ones, but it, he creeped me out when I was a kid, and he still creeps me out. And that creepy giggle that echoes through—I can't even remember the neighbor's name right now. But and then he has like that uh, blade. He's just super creepy. Yeah, and I just have so many questions about that movie. I don't know if you guys have a moment to indulge me, but why does the neighbor show him that pet cemetery when he knows what it does to the things that it brings back? He knows it's a bad idea, and he said that is better, but yet he sh- showed him and he helped. You know what I mean? Why? Yeah. <laughs> I need answers. Because I- <laughs> uh, <laughs> if he didn't, right, then I- the movie is it just bad writing? Well, I mean, okay, so. I love Pet Cemetery. It's one of those. I think I did the Joey Tribbiani before they set it on Friends, where I hid a copy of Pet Cemetery in the in the freezer. His was um, The Shining, actually. Interestingly. Enough. Okay. Okay. So I, I wondered which one. I thought it was a different one, but that's. I mean, that's what we did, and that was lent to me by my school, not school, but uh, church youth pastor. He lent me his copy. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got. I, and. As much I enjoy it, it ultimately for that particular film and a lot of horror, to be honest. And I think I've had this conversation. Oh, I can't remember with whom, but you know, it ends up being stupid people doing stupid things. And Mr. Creed is pretty stupid, especially when he saw the change in uh, in Churchill. Uh, you know, it's very apparent. And he just keeps going back. <sighs> yeah, some people never learn. Um, I am. I, I would like to. I definitely want to see the the, the trailer. Got me. The oh, 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 looks just. I mean, just there's something with the semis, and obviously they're going to have the college student and the college student spirit. Just like the, um, I don't know how they're going to do the sister. Um, is that that particular character was just not in it forever, but very creepy. Um, and I'm not talking about Gage's sister, but uh, the mom's Denise Crosby's characters. And John Lithgow in the new I'm remake. I'm very excited yes, about that. Yes, he's the, he just worked. Well, I, oddly enough, I'm I'm binging through Dexter. Oh. And John Lithgow, I, I just missed yes. it on the first run, and um, season I'm glad four. I finally get. Yeah, I just started season five, and it was that end of the Trinity killer yeah. story. And oh uh, man, he was so good in that. Yeah, and season four is actually where you should probably just stop. Um, that's, that's which season heard. was Colin Hanks? Uh, six, I think. I yeah, I'm pretty sure it's six. I was, I was, I got there. Yeah, I but got the that's when the story total. goes out of out of whack. It starts getting nuts after four. If it ended well, I think with they four, from the books a lot too. So ah, yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't, I haven't read the books, so I but, haven't either. So I'm just taking mm-hmm. people's words. But yeah, um, I I saw Pet Cemetery as a kid. I have not seen this in a long, long time. But that I I saw the picture of the kid holding the knife and was like, oh yeah, that kid is creepy as crap. But I didn't, <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't feel like uh, I it was in my my list to like you know have it on there. But yeah, he is he is definitely really really creepy. And he was in Kindergarten Cop, um, the kid, the actor. Oh, uh, and a few other things that um, even he's still apparently acting now, although his uh, IMDb image is still of him as like a teenager or kid. But um, he's listed as Mercury Rising, so that was a Bruce Willis movie, and he was in Wes Craven's yep. New Nightmare in '94. I think he also had some rough times as an adult as far as criminal charges and whatnot. Possibly, but apparently he is a radio DJ on Tropic Thunder. Um, oh! <laughs> so I, I kind of want to... I haven't seen that movie in a while, and I don't remember the radio DJ, but I'm like, oh, wow. Um, and I think in uh, Kindergarten Cop, he's the kid who says boys have penises and girls have vaginas. That's um, the kid, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Sure that's him. You know, even that's kind of creepy, right? To say that to, like, a grown-up. Like, hey, kid, back up, you know? <laughs> Slow your roll. But, um, yeah, uh, not surprised that this ended up on someone's list. Uh, Mike, was he on your uh, honorable mentions? Because you're such a fan. Uh, first one on my honorable mentions. But ah. I figured Gage Creed was going to get, um, you know, representation. People rep for me. Yeah, Gage Creed from Pet Cemetery is my first one. Well, it's interesting because that means that we only had one overlap this list, and that was uh, the most recent film, Hereditary. Um I think everybody else, we all had different lists, so that's awesome. Kind of worked out. We we bounced around a little. Um, I'm still surprised, Corey, that uh, that Samara was not on your list because you're a big fan of The Ring. So I love it. I've talked about her yeah. quite a few times, though. True, true. Well, um, that is our our top five creepy children uh, in honor of Halloween 2018. Um, before we we go, we do like to go through our honorable mention. So we'll go with Mike first. Uh, who do you want to name drop here? Oh, I'm definitely including Gage Creed from Spet Cemetery, even though we just mentioned him. The Shining was the next one on my list. Let the Right One In, which I went with the original, but I like them both. Uh, the Sixth Sense, he was definitely creepy. Uh, yeah. I'm going with the original Poltergeist. Oh, Carol Ann. The, yes. They're uh, rest here. In peace, the la- no. Rest in peace, poor little girl. <laughs> um, super creepy. And mm. there's one I left off, but I'm going to add from the probably the most disturbing anime I ever saw just because it's so real um, from Grave of the Fireflies, mm. the brother and the sister because, and I feel bad because I mean, they're just trying to survive and they're only creepy because I know what's going to happen to them. Not yeah. Because of really the way they are. Um, I went with uh, Santi from the devil's backbone. Um, he is Ooh. Uh, blood like oozing from his head in a spiritual Ooh, sort of way. Yeah. Um, super creepy looking, although to be fair, his story is tragic, not scary. Uh, but I do think he's, uh, the art design of him is very creepy. Um, the, I just watched Slither and you know, the, uh, the, the teenage girl that gets attacked in the bathtub when her, her younger siblings are trying to get in the car, they're really freaking creepy in that moment. Um, so I don't know what to call them. I'm just calling them siblings in Slither, but, uh, they, they're freaky because the way they, what they say and everything. Um, I went with, uh, Sam from the Babadook because he is creepy. He's like, he's more obnoxious, but there are moments where he's super creepy, like in how he even acts to his mom that are not cool. Um, I went with Friday the 13th guys, because in the first movie, Jason's a kid and Jason's creepy as hell. Um, especially when he comes up out of the water and grabs the girl off the boat, like at the end of the movie spoilers, but it, nonetheless, um, that is super creepy. So I went with Jason there. I, I also had Carol Ann and the Grady twins. 
um, who we've already talked about. So uh, that goes to Corey. What do you have for honorable mentions? Uh, Killer Kids from Double Times Five, Henry from The Good Son, Samara from The Ring, Isaac from Children of the Corn, yep. and Esther from The Orphanage, who plot twist isn't a kid. I Yes, I did know that. I, I've been meaning to watch The Orphanage, and there's another one. It. Um, There's another movie that... Uh, with with a kid with a bag on their head, I can't think of what it's called now. It's like that too. It's not the orphanage. It's not trick or treat. I can't. Wow, man, I can't think of what it's called. I, I came across it a few times on my list, but it looked really creepy. Um, and I was like, wow, that looks freaky. And um, yeah. And then uh, I feel like there's some one I'm forgetting because I feel like this was inspired. Like I had this idea a while ago, and I can't remember what movie triggered it. It might have been Charlie from Hereditary. But I don't know for sure, because, again, that clucking sound is really creepy. And I love how they used it in the trailer to set the pacing. But um, I wonder how much that will change it if you just substitute the Aflac sound for that. And just go <laughs> it's not it's not I don't think it's the right uh, beats. I, I think that's more like two beats to the one. It's like oh. and then Aflac, you know, it's not the same, but uh, definitely would add more humor. Um, well, that's our list, folks. Uh if you if we forgot something or if there's a creepy kid that you want to let us know, you can reach out to us on social media. Um, you can hit us up either on email, contact at BurkeReviews.com, or follow me at BurkeReviews. Corey? At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And Mikey? At ServerMikey. And that's on Instagram, Twitter, and for me, Letterboxd. I don't know why these slackers don't bother to use it, but, you know, they don't. Um, <laughs> I, I've looked at it, and then, yeah. It, it's great it's great i love it i use it all the time in fact i make my students sign up for it um they actually do uh research on it to for, like because I, I like them to make connections between movies we watch so they have to do like a little uh before we watch a film they go and they find out who the director was who the composer editor cinematographer and then uh the top six actors and then of the six actors they pick the top three and they have to go looking at what other movies they're known for um and we use letterbox to do all of that so um yeah, that's right. I, a lot of a lot of insight into my film teaching in this episode. But nonetheless, um, we'll be back in two weeks with another top five movies. In the meantime, please check out our movie club episodes. Uh, we're going to be moving into the month of November uh, with our new theme of politic movies or political movies. And we're starting off with Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, starring James Stewart um, and directed by Frank Capra. Something I am very looking forward to watching and yet... It's a little long, so I'm a little apprehensive about it too. I hope I get, I hope I'm hooked into it, so I don't notice the time. But you know, who knows? Um, but that's what we'll be watching uh, this next episode of Movie Club, and um, you can again reach out to us on social media. Until next time, folks, keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight Show's filmtastic selection of podcasts. Covering the entire movie verse, there's something for everyone, so come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.